Joseph. And this game is underway with a bang. This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796-2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. So baseball was in the news this afternoon, and I swear if baseball is teasing us again that I'm that I'm out, that I'm done, that this is my last time. I will open myself up. I will make myself vulnerable today and today only. This is baseball's last chance. This is my last and final straw. So this afternoon, if you've been busy or you just haven't been paying attention, uh, this afternoon was a little bit of a, a roller coaster. Of MLB news. It started around 1.30 this afternoon and then evolved from there. I'm really glad it didn't start at like 4.30. That is the worst, by the way. That is the worst. When I try to get a nice show plan and I try to make it interesting and I got all our topics lined up and then some news breaks at 4.30, 4.45 and I got to throw everything out and redo it. I'm glad it happened at 1.30. And it was very predictable, right? We got a little bit of news at 1.30. Everybody overreacted. And then we start to get the facts right, and now I think we've we've got it all figured out. So baseball is taking a step in the right direction. Looks very, very promising. And there, I think there's reason to believe by the end of this week that we'll have an agreement and a set date to restart the season. But we don't have an agreement yet. And at 1.30 when the news broke, I think a lot of people thought there, there was an agreement you know, coming in the next hour or so. That's not the case, but... Very, very promising uh, nonetheless. This is the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. I'm glad you've tuned in. Glad you're hanging out. And we are we are managing together. We are fighting through another terribly stressful, uh, terribly depressing 2020 week together. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I, I want to talk Brewers and I want to talk baseball today. We're also going to talk about the NBA a little bit. And we're also going to hear from Lacrosse Loggers team president Chris Goodell because the Northwoods League is coming back. Whether or not Major League Baseball is coming back, we'll see. But the Northwoods League, they are coming back. It's confirmed. Dave talked to Chris Goodell this morning on the WKTY Morning Show. Uh, I want to share with you some of the some of that conversation right before 6 o'clock. So for the Northwoods League crowd or people who just want baseball back in any way possible, whether that's Major League, Northwoods League, whatever, if you just want baseball back, we're going to talk to Chris Goodell, Loggers team president, coming up uh, at about 545. I want to start with the MLB news, though, the news of the day and the most promising MLB news we've we've had, I don't know, in a, in a couple of weeks. Moral of today's story. This is my takeaway after reading everything, taking in all the news over the course of this afternoon. Here's my takeaway. I think we're getting baseball back. I think. Now, maybe that's an underwhelming statement and maybe that's an underwhelming conclusion, but it's an improvement. I feel better about the return of Major League Baseball today than I did yesterday, certainly on Monday when Mom, Rob Manfred kind of came out and went scorched earth. He said, you know what? I'm not confident. There's real risk that we're going to miss a season. That's where we were 48 hours ago on Monday. It's progress, right? I feel better about it than we did a couple of days ago, but but the MLB and the players and the representation and the lawyers, they still have some work to do, but it looks promising. So here's what we know, and here was the release from the commissioner from Major League Baseball. This is what he had to say. At my request, Tony Clark and I met for several hours yesterday in Phoenix. We left that meeting with a jointly developed framework that we agreed could form the basis of an agreement 
and subject uh, to conversations with our respective constituents. I summarized that framework numerous times in the meeting and sent Tony a written summary today. Consistent with our conversations yesterday, I'm encouraging the clubs to move forward, and I trust Tony is doing the same. All right. So he got with Tony Clark. They met in person. Tony Clark, if you don't know, uh, is the leader of the Players Association. He He's not their chief negotiator, but he is the leader, just like Manfred is the leader of the league, even though he doesn't do the negotiating himself. Positive sign that these two are sitting down in person and having a conversation, assuming neither one of them has COVID, because then sitting down in person would, would not be a great idea. But it sounds like they have a start. They have a framework. And most importantly, a mutually agreeable framework. A framework and a foundation that the two of them built together in the best interests of their sides. The owners and the players. Two groups that have been at odds, well, really for decades, but it's really come to a head here in the summer of 2020. Now, the reported proposal, it's been reported by multiple people. Ken Rosenthal, Jason Stark, uh, uh, who is Jeff Passan from ESPN. So it's been wildly reported and wildly accepted, or widely accepted, not wildly. Ken Rosenthal says this. Here's the proposal. Here's the bullet points. 60 games in 70 days. Now, I don't think they need 10 off days over the course of a 60-game season. So I'm assuming, and I've also read that that number could change, I would bet that that number is going to get up near 65. So probably 65 games in 70 days. There's no reason to have 10 off days if you're only playing, you know, five dozen games or, or whatever it is. The season's supposed to start, hopefully supposed to start, if an agreement is reached by Friday, supposed to start around July 19th or 20th. That's the new goal. It's a couple weeks later than we originally hoped, earlier this summer and this spring, but July 20th, still a little bit before the NBA. They'll get a week or so to be the only sport on TV until the NBA comes back. So they still will get uh, the stage to themselves, even if it is only for a week or so. Players are going to get full prorated salaries, and the league and players are both going to benefit from expanded playoffs in 2020 and in 2021. So they're going to expand the playoffs, expand the televised coverage of the playoffs, and then make more money through that national television revenue, which only comes during the postseason because obviously regional sports networks, RSNs, like Fox Sports Wisconsin, who carry the Brewers, most regular season action is not nationally televised. It's all local money, not nationally. Uh, And then in order to make this all work, the players would need to waive any potential grievance. So the players would say, hey, we're not going to sue. And that was the worry from some owners is that as soon as we try to impose a season, the players would sue. And once they file that grievance, it's settled by an independent arbiter. It gets messy and there's hundreds of millions of dollars on the line. So that's what we know. Today, Major League Baseball, the owners, the commissioner, and the union took a step in the right direction. It's certainly more promising than it was a couple of days ago. And we also got some clarification today. We got some clarification. You know those eight owners, those reported eight owners uh, that apparently didn't want a Major League Baseball season? Well, I guess it it wasn't so much that they didn't want a season. They didn't want to play baseball and lose money by playing a season and have to face a huge grievance. It was the double jeopardy that was frightening some of those owners away. So it's not necessarily that six or eight, or depending on who reported it, it's not that those owners didn't want a season. They didn't want to have to pay for a season while also dealing with a grievance, possibly paying out hundreds of millions or even billions of dollars. When all of this is said and done, let's say they come to terms, they agree in baseball returns. When all this is said and done, I I think we're going to learn 
the truth. And I think we're going to get a lot of clarification because what we've read and what's been reported and what's been stated by Tony Clark and the players and the league, it's a lot of posturing. It's a lot of leaks. It's a lot of strategic leaks. It's a lot of rumors meant to benefit one side or the other. I think when we're all done with this and either the season is canceled or the season has a start date, I think we're going to learn that a lot of this was just one side or another blowing smoke. As we learned today that, you know what, the owner, it's not that the owners didn't want to play, it's they didn't want to play and have to deal with a grievance. So when this is all said and done, I, I think we're going to know the truth. I think a lot of this has been posturing, strategic leaks to advance the agenda of one side or the other. I like this proposal a lot. 65 games is a whole lot better than 48. And the season starting on July 19th is a lot better than not having a season or not starting until August, although I don't think that's a realistic option. I like the expanded playoffs because it makes up for the smaller sample size of games. And the waiving of any potential grievance by the players means that labor relations will be smoother. I don't think they're going to be fixed, but they won't be dealing with the court case uh, being arbitrated by a or arbitrated by an independent party. I'm 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 down with all that. I I can get on board with everything baseball announced in a possible proposal today. However, I I don't understand Rob Manfred and the owners ended up caving on the issue of full prorated salaries. Why didn't they extend this offer weeks ago? If let's say they agree to this and 65 games work. Why did the players now agree to 65 games all of a sudden? And why did the owners all of a sudden cave on paying a full prorated salary? Why wasn't this offer extended weeks ago? Players could be hitting spring training right now and, and getting back into the into games in, I don't know, two weeks at the, the beginning of July, before the 4th of July. I I don't know. I, I feel like this was a missed opportunity. I don't feel like. I know this is a missed opportunity, even if they get back to play. And you know how summer goes, especially in Wisconsin. Once you hit the 4th of July, which is the unofficial halfway point of summer, the days start getting shorter. We start feeling like summer is on the decline rather than the uptick. And we start to turn our focus onto football. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch baseball. I'll certainly watch. Absolutely. But this feels like a wasted opportunity. And this year, we're getting the NBA playoffs in late July, too. Normally, July is kind of a downtime, especially when the All-Star break rolls around. Normally, July is a downtime. This year, it's going to be busier than ever, including the NBA playoffs, which are all about urgency, right? It's win or go home. This feels like a wasted opportunity for baseball. And it comes back. I'll watch. I'll enjoy it. But it feels like a missed opportunity. And even if they come together with a brilliant safety plan and the proposal works, the mathematics work with games and dates and salary, COVID is like is a very real threat right now. I know that our country wants to move past it, but it very much exists. The case numbers came out for lacrosse today. We had another 20 cases, 19 or 20 cases, depending on where you look. I, I guess I'm a little confused. It's the second highest total we've had. I heard from some coworkers 20 or 19. I checked the county health department department website and it said 20 this is a very real thing and even if baseball's plan and safety plan is perfect as is the nba's i think it's really good and we're going to talk about that in 15 minutes even if the plans are great they still got to deal with this virus and it's going to take some luck i uh, this is a precarious situation and i think waiting until this point in the summer only opens up the window for late season baseball being played in an environment and in a climate that's much more conducive to the spread of coronavirus i don't we'll see i'm happy i got my fingers crossed and i'm feeling optimistic but 
Still feels like there's a long ways to go. When we come back, I want to talk about baseball, but I want to try to talk about the Brewers. I don't want to focus on the labor dispute and the contract dispute. I want to talk about the Brewers. What have you missed most this summer without baseball? Not just, obviously, the games. Yeah, but what else goes along with baseball games? I did some brainstorming today and tried to figure out and tried to remember some of my favorite parts of baseball season. Favorite things, favorite memories, favorite activities. I'm going to share those with you coming up next. And if you'd like to, please share with me. 608-796-2558. That's the five-star telecom talking text line. Shoot me a text. What is your favorite? What are you missing most from baseball right now? What do you want back badly? What do you miss most? We'll have that conversation. Talk baseball more. Coming up next, the Wisco Sports Show. Wisco Sports Show rolls on. My name is Grant Bills. Dave Carney, you just heard, host of the WKTY Morning Show, making a good point. By the way, if you're trying to get your fix of sports, check out our website, WKTYsports.com. You want to watch some old lacrosse central games? You want to watch Johnny and Jordan Davis do their thing and Tristan Thompson just bully people in the paint? We didn't really get closure for the boys' high school basketball season or the girls. The girls started the state tournament, couldn't finish. So maybe KBO isn't your thing, Korean baseball or NASCAR not your thing. Well... Check out some awesome, awesome local basketball games at WKTYsports.com. Lacrosse Central on Alaska, Aquinas Girls. Go check it out. Good a way as any to pass the time. Better than watching Korean baseball, at least in at least in my opinion. Uh, I, I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you're doing well. And I want to bring you in, invite you in to the conversation, which I don't often do. Uh, I, I don't do a good enough job of inviting you in. 608-796-2558. That's the five-star telecom talking text line. I'd love for you to text me and let me know what you miss most about baseball season, about the Brewers or the Twins, or maybe you're a Cubs fan. I'm used to having a game every night this time of year, every day. And for the first time in my life, that's not the case. It's very odd. And I've started to realize not only just baseball games, but so much of my summer routine, especially the last couple of years, have been dictated by the Milwaukee Brewers. By the Milwaukee Brewers. And there's a lot of things that I miss. I'm a huge fan of sports, but I love everything that goes along with sports. I feel an emotional connection to sports, right? And I love sports media. I love sports TV. It's not just about watching sports. Everybody likes watching sports. Most people like watching sports. I I like everything that goes along with it, right? For a couple of examples, let's start with the NFL. The NFL is almost a marker. And Wisconsin is unique because we have four unique seasons. But the NFL starts at the end of the summer and takes us all the way through fall. So through the NFL season, it starts to get darker earlier, right? Week by week by week, the clothes at Lambeau Field worn by the fans get bulkier. It's almost like a time clock as fall and winter sets in. When I think of the NFL, I think of games on Thanksgiving, just stuffing my face with food while watching the Lions play some terrible game at 1130 in the morning well gathered with my friends and family. And if you're a deer hunter, that's even something else to connect to that time of year. Super Bowl parties are the best. Fantasy football is the best. And NFL highlights are the best highlights on TV. Remember Boomer and Tom Jackson doing the fastest two minutes on ESPN? I grew up watching that. The NFL is a lot more than just games. It's everything that goes along with the games. The NBA is marking the progression of winter to spring. And it's a grind of a season. And being an NBA fan is a grind in and of itself, assuming you watch the games. I have memories the last couple of winters of it being 20 degrees below zero. It gets dark at 4 p.m. And I'm sitting in Murphy Library 
at UW Lacrosse, and I got a paper due, but the Bucks are playing the Hawks. I'm not going to miss that. So I'm sitting in the library. I got my computer uh, screen split, Bucks on one side, my paper that I'm trying to write on the other, and I'm, you know, killing away my seasonal depression and negative 20 degree temperatures watching the Bucks. That's what the NBA has meant to me over the last couple of years. And in the spring, when the season starts to get close to the playoffs, you can talk about matinee games, Sunday afternoon games on ABC, the primetime games. Mm. Just when the season starts to get good, and unfortunately this year, that's when the season cut out. You talk about college football, I think of Saturdays. Saturdays in the fall are so important because the sun starts to go down so early. You don't have time to grill out after work on weeknights, so you relegate those activities to Saturday. Right, but it's still warm enough outside to spend time outside. So I, when I think of college football, I think of rivalry weekend after Thanksgiving, the Friday after Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving, the Iron Bowl and the Wisconsin Minnesota game. That's what I think when I think of college football. Bowl games on New Year's Day, right? Games that are attached to memories and very specific family gatherings or family memories. That's what I think of when I think of college football and college basketball. Just the opposite, not the progression of fall and winter, but the progression of spring. As college basketball rolls on, the days get longer. We get happier, right? We can actually go outside and enjoy the weather a little bit. And, of course, filling out March Madness brackets. That's what I connect with the NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball. What about Major League Baseball and the Brewers? Because when we lost baseball, we didn't just lose a couple of hours of entertainment every day. We lost everything that goes along with those games. So today I brainstormed a list, things I miss most about Brewers season. And some of them are fairly obvious and some of them are very specific to me. I'd like to share them with you. Uh, Number one, you know who I miss? I miss Brian Anderson and Bill Schroeder on Fox Sports Wisconsin every day. And I uh, miss listening to Bob Euchre. As Brewer fans, we are so spoiled with our announcers. And I don't think that's just me being a fan. The Athletic actually did a survey of all 30 MLB teams and their fans and their feelings about their television commentators. The Brewers came in sixth. I knew the Brewers would be high. I didn't know if they'd be top five or top ten. I knew they'd certainly be in the top half of the league because I feel like Brewers fans really love our announcers. There's a couple awesome quotes in here. Uh, B.A. is B.A. Badass. He's the best in the business. Uh, Brian really carries the broadcast. That was sent in by another reader of The Athletic. I love the way he's called big moments. Bill Schroeder is also awesome. Matt LaPay is a fill-in guy. is excellent. And Sophia Menard, I think we are so spoiled with Sophia Menard as well. I think she's incredibly professional. She's great at her job. And what I think is really cool is she actually speaks Spanish. So she can speak to players like Orlando Arcia in his native comfortable language. And doing so, get the best answer and the best conversation out of him in those interviews. I think we're so spoiled. I miss hearing B.A., you know... The music coming on Fox Sports Wisconsin, you know, 20 minutes before first pitch. And good afternoon and welcome to PNC Park in beautiful downtown Pittsburgh for another renewal and afternoon matchup of the Milwaukee Brewers and the Pittsburgh Pirates. My name is Brian Anderson alongside Bill Schroeder and Sophia Menert, right? Don't you miss that? Don't you miss Bob Euchre welcoming you into another broadcast? And of course, always shouting out Kent Sommerfeld, their production manager, alongside Jeff Levering and Lane Grindle and their chief statistician. Like, I'm a broadcast nerd. I work in radio, but I miss that so, so, so much. I miss matinee games. Wednesday first pitch games at 110 because I do a lot of my work late in the afternoon or at night. I don't get up. I'm not at work at 9 a.m. I typically am here around lunchtime, and then I work till about, you know, 7, 8 o'clock. 
So those afternoon games are awesome for me because I can sit down and watch them as I get ready and as I do show prep and as I make lunch. I love, love 110 first pitches. And Sunday afternoon baseball games are one of the best things in sports. Do not debate me because I'm 100% right. That's not even an opinion. That's a fact. Sunday afternoon baseball games are amazing. You go to church or maybe you wake up with your family, you make a big breakfast, right? You make a pot of coffee, How, whatever your Sunday routine is in the summer, right? Maybe you go sit out on the deck and then you can throw the game on the TV. And then, you know, obviously the garage radio is tuned to your local Brewers affiliate, WKTY. And when you go out to get a beer or you go outside to get something, you don't have to step away from the game because it's already on the radio. Sunday afternoon baseball games are one of the best things in sports. That's not an opinion. That's just fact. That's just fact. I miss matinee games. I miss going to Brewers games. And that's a little bit of an obvious statement. But the last couple of summers, just to share a personal story, um, I, I, two of my best friends from high school are Twins fans. And we keep in touch and we talk a lot. In fact, I'm, I'm, we're doing a Zoom chat tonight. They are Twins fans. So what we've done the last couple of summers is we've alternated. Two years ago, they came to Miller Park, a place they had never been, which is really cool for me to share Miller Park with them and the tailgating experience with them and everything that goes along with going to a Brewer game. And then last summer, they took me to Target Field. And instead of tailgating, you know, we hit up some of the local bars and we went in early and we watched BP. And in true Twins fashion, we got to an experience a rain delay, which uh, actually wasn't as enjoyable, but a true taste of Target Field, getting a taste of a rain delay. I miss going to games. I miss having a date on the schedule to drive to Milwaukee or drive to the Twin Cities and go to a baseball game. I really miss that. Uh, a couple other things that I miss, these are more specific. I really miss being able to tune into the Bill Michaels show typically once a summer. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll get this twice a summer, but it's lock it in at least for one one time, typically in late June or early July. I miss being able to tune in and hear the, the bunt debate and, and the story of 2017 when Manny Pena had an at-bat and the Brewers had nothing going offensively and he could have dropped down a bunt, but he didn't. And then we rolled Craig Council over the coals for it and the Brewers ended up missing the playoffs by one game. And oh my God, are you never going to bunt? Sometimes when things aren't going, you have to manufacture offense. You have to play small ball, blah, 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 blah. We do it every summer and I love it. I love it. I love tuning into the Bill Michaels Show and getting to hear the same conversation year after year after year about bunting. I love it. And while we're on the topic of the Bill Michaels show, and we got to take a break, but really quickly, another Bill Michaels one, I really miss the, quote, is the Brewers rebuild over debate? You know, I love that. 608-796-2558. For you as, as a Brewers fan, is the rebuild over to you? 608-796-2558. I miss getting that taste of the Bill Michaels show every summer. Because those are segments and discussions that you can use year year after year after year, and we're missing out on that. And I hate it. It's, it makes it bums me out. It bums me out. Uh, you can go ahead and give me a text at six zero eight seven nine six two five five eight. It's the five star telecom talk and text line. Let me know. Maybe you have a special tradition or or a special uh, a special memory or something you specifically miss about not having the Milwaukee Brewers or the Twins or the Cubs or whatever team you may cheer for. What do you miss most about not having baseball? Let me know. We're going to move on, but I'd love to read uh, to read your responses anyways. And hopefully, at least with baseball, when we get baseball back, we don't just get sports back, but we we get back to some sense of routine and some sense of normalcy because I know, me, with everything that's gone on in our country in the last couple of months, I just, I just want to feel normal. I just want to wake up in the morning... Drink a cup of coffee, maybe watch the news, maybe not. Read a book, come to work, do my job, go home, and not have to worry about a pandemic, and not have to worry about our government, and not have to worry about race relations in our country. And I'm not 
discarding race relations as a as an inconvenience because it's not and it's something we need to deal with. But on top of everything else that's going on in our country, I am exhausted and I don't feel guilty and I don't feel insensitive admitting that. Hopefully when we get baseball back, if we get baseball or the NBA back, we get back a sense of normalcy because we are really, really craving it right now. Okay, when we come back, I want to talk about the NBA because we have some details. We actually have a 100 plus pages of details. I will share with you some of the most interesting talking points and what I'm most excited about about the NBA return coming up next right here on the Wisco Sports Show. Wisco Sports Show rolls on here on WKTY. My name is Grant. I don't know about you guys. For me, it's been a stressful week to be a lacrosse resident as COVID cases has been spiking. According to the Lacrosse County Health Department website, 20 new cases as of today. No hospitalizations, no death, which is awesome. But I'm assuming, and it'll shock you to hear that I am not a doctor, so I hope I'm not making an unfair assumption. I'm assuming that we don't have hospitalizations or death because a lot of our infections have come in young people in their 20s. And that's what you've seen in the hot spots, a lot of bars and and places frequented by students. I I got a sense of hope earlier today when I saw um, on Facebook, among other places, that some bars uh, were closing down just for a week, just a week or two to say, hey, you know, what? we're going to take a break. We're going to try to get a feel for this thing. And and I think that will make all the difference. But I am 22 years old speaking to uh, my fellow 20 year olds. Just chill. Just chill for a week. Just a week or two. Just chill. Just don't get together in big groups. Don't go to bars. There you go. That's that's my advice. Do with that uh, what you will. We've been talking about baseball. I, I do want to move on. I do want to talk about something else. I want to talk about the NBA. Because as I just mentioned, 2020 has been a, a, a just a terrible year. I have not enjoyed this year at all. From Kobe Bryant to scares of an actual world war to a pandemic, to race relations and race relations that have been handled terribly, in my opinion, by some of our country's highest ranking officials. Whatever, 2020 has sucked and it's been terrible and I can't wait for it to be over. But the NBA return might provide one small silver lining. It's going to be really, really unique. It's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen and hopefully unlike anything we will ever see again. I am now for the first time feeling like I need to have children at some point in my life only to lecture them on how things were in 2020 you kids will never understand what if I, it's not like I'm going to talk Southern when I get older. You kids will never understand what it was like back in 2020, all the crap we had to deal with just to lecture my kids. That's that's really how I'm feeling. I'm really going to miss home arenas in the postseason in the NBA playoffs because it, it, it helps remind us what game it is, right? Game one, it's going to be in Milwaukee. Game two in Milwaukee. Now the series shifts to game three, and we are in Toronto, you know, whatever, pick pick your locale. I think the setting and the fans and the t-shirts and, and however they decide to, to set it up, it really adds to the feel and to the momentum and to the whole experience of a playoff series. I love it. It's sad that these teams aren't going to be playing in their home arenas. And like NBA owners have just got to hate this. And surrounding businesses. Imagine being the Bucks ownership group right now. Your superstar has finally peaked or at least reached the summit of being an MVP and one of the top superstars in the league, right? Your team's a number one seed. You're looking at another long playoff run, which means revenue in postseason tickets, and the Deer District in downtown Milwaukee and all the surrounding businesses are going to kill it. Not only do you not get an ounce this year, but the NBA Players Association makes it seem like there's not going to be fans in arenas next year either. 
And that's the last year of Giannis's deal. So yeah, if you're the Bucks ownership group, you're probably not too happy right now. Financially, at least I wouldn't be. Maybe I'm selfish. Maybe not. I don't know. But I can't imagine they're thrilled. This NBA restart has the potential, in my opinion, to be really, really memorable and unique. And hopefully something that we can tell our kids about, our grandkids about somewhere down the line. It's been reported and rumored that this will be filmed and documented. We'll get some behind-the-scenes footage of exactly how this worked. And I love that idea. I hope the players are on board and they don't view that as a breach of privacy. Hopefully, you know, some independent film crew or, or you know, whoever's covering the postseason, ESPN and, and Turner, which would be TNT and, and all their networks, hopefully they can come to some agreement of what can be filmed, what can't be, because we have to document this. Come on. And especially after the last dance, because I, the behind-the-scenes footage of Michael Jordan playing in uh, on the set of Space Jam and playing with his security guards, like, that's... Powerful stuff. We love that stuff. And I think that's inspired, you know, certain groups, uh, Turner Sports and Disney, to really try to maximize and, and, and document this situation for content for years to come. I What I found really interesting today, just kind of touching on, on different bullet points of this NBA return, what I found really interesting today is this possible use of um, an aura ring. I believe that's how it's pronounced. It's a ring that NBA players would wear around their finger and it would be used as a tool for for hopefully detecting uh, COVID-19 before symptoms would hit, if symptoms hit at all, because you can be asymptomatic as well. I, I guess this device, the way I read it, it was first designed to help track sleep, right? Heart rate, uh, respiratory rate, those kinds of things. But they've teamed up with a couple of medical institutes, West Virginia University, Rockefeller Neuroscience Institute. Yeah, that's a mouthful. R&I, more casually, of course. And then uh, the University of California in San Francisco as well, they're teaming up with these these uh, medical institutions, for lack of a better word, to try to use this as a tool to to detect COVID early on. Not as a tried and true method, but the numbers, I guess, they, they look pretty promising. An investigation, and now I'm, I'm reading from an article, I'm not trying to pull a fast one on you. Uh, it was promising, but not conclusive. Earlier this month, R&I, which is the Rockefeller Neuroscience Institute, obviously we're speaking casually here, announced that preliminary results from observing 600 healthcare professionals and first responders indicated that this ring could detect illness up to three days before symptoms with a 90% accuracy rate. Now, that not, might not be tried and true, but for a group like the NBA who has money to both spend on a device such as this, as well as coronavirus testing and, and other you know, tried and true measures, I think this is great and it looks really promising and I'm not afraid to be optimistic about it. They're also talking about using a magic band, a Disney device that players would wear that allow them into checkpoints, that that allow them to open doors and gain access to areas that are only accessible by players. Sounds like the NBA's really thought this out. Some other details, some more casual details of return, um, some amenities that players are going to have, a chef and 24-hour food service for each team as well as rude service. Uh, They're going to have barbers and manicurists available by appointment. They're going to have pools, trails for running and biking, golf courses for recreation. They're going to have a lounge with video games, card tables, movie screenings, ping pong tables, and more. Mental health services, both in person and digitally through telehealth options, which for a league that's really promoted mental health is fantastic. Uh, Guest rooms for families after the first round. So after they ship out... Uh, basically half the league after the first round, then they'll invite in families and guests for the players. And there is the option for players to attend games as spectators and sit in the stands, which I think is awesome. 
this is this is great. I really love the NBA plan. I think it makes a lot of sense. But as I said on Monday and as I reiterated yesterday, and I'm going to continue to say it, the NBA looks like they have a fantastic plan. It's hundreds of pages and it covers everything. I'm very optimistic about the NBA return. But even with this fantastic plan, this well-thought-out plan, and Major League Baseball might reach this point as well if they ever agree, even with the best plan, you need to get lucky. Because one player gets infected and you don't catch it right away and this all comes crashing down despite having an excellent plan. That's why most of the COVID safety measures detailed in this plan are, are revolve around prevention. Because prevention is the best way. If COVID gets into this thing, there's no telling how it's going to go. Prevention, prevention, prevention. That's the message. It seems like a good plan. I'm optimistic, but they're still going to need some luck for this all to work out. All right, we got to take a break because when we come back, I want to share with you a conversation that Dave Carney had this morning with Lacrosse Loggers team president, Chris Goodell. If you're sick and tired of waiting for Major League Baseball, well, Northwoods Baseball is going to be back before too long. Details coming up next as we wrap up the Wisco Sports Show. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I am your host. Don't forget, just a couple of days left to get in on our... Show me your Wisco giveaway. Go to WKTYsports.com. All you have to do is submit a picture wearing your favorite Wisconsin sports gear. That's it. That's all you have to do. And you will instantly be entered to win 18 holes of golf and cart for four people at Trempolo Mountain. And then you're going to get some money for beers and burgers at Howie's on the Cross Street after your round. It's an amazing prize package, and it takes all but a minute to get entered. So check that out. Click win stuff at WKTYsports.com. Dave Carney, who hosts the WKTY Morning Show every morning from 6 to 9, uh, he's been on a heater this week. He's been doing an amazing job, and he's had some amazing conversations uh, most recently this morning with lacrosse loggers team president Chris Goodell about the return of the Northwoods League and what the experience at Copeland Park might look like this summer. I wanted to share that conversation with you. Uh, let me just start off by thanking you for holding the fort down. I know this has been a tough couple of months, and Loggers Baseball was supposed to start when? When was the original opening day? I, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, May 26th was wow. the league-wide opening day. Our home opener was going to be May 27th, and it seems like forever ago, but... Um, you know, we were able to hold on and, and uh, work with our local folks and, and find a way. And uh, you're right, we've got guys trying to roll in town as early as tomorrow. And we're going to be having practices getting going here over the weekend and the next week. And uh, baseball will return here in early July. It's going to happen. So we've got the official opening of the Northwoods League on the 1st of July. We talked to Commissioner Hoover last Friday on the program. When do we anticipate the first logger game at Copeland Park? Yeah, so our, we got the first two weeks of our new schedule has been released. It's on our website now. Uh, we are going to go on the road July 1st and 2nd, and so uh, this seems to work out pretty fittingly, Dave, but we're going to open up with a July 3rd and 4th kind of wow. a holiday weekend opener to baseball here at the Lumberyard. So uh, wow. July 3rd, um, 7 p.m. first pitch, I should say 7.05 first pitch uh, to kick off the 2020 season. Man, that's so exciting. Chris Goodell here with me on the Five Star Telecom Talk and Text Line. Um, one of the questions that I'm getting hit with here, and, and I guess this is from multiple people, but it comes in different fashions, um, is this. What, what kind of entertainment, Chris, are we going to be expecting this year at Copeland Park? Because as we all know, in this community, there probably isn't a better bang for your buck when it comes to entertainment value 
music plus sport plus food and drinks. So where are you guys at with that right now, and what could we kind of expect for this season? Yeah, that's a great question. Obviously, the, the baseball is going to be, uh, uh, I think I can safely say, elevated because the uh, uh, the talent pool uh, that is available is thicker than all. There's a lot of leagues that are not playing, and, yeah. and so we've been the benefactor of all of our team fans. So that's going to be really good. Um, as you know, uh, a typical logger game, Dave, is uh, every half inning we've got something going on from an entertainment standpoint, and, and we've got our big giant TV, our video board out there, the State Bank Financial Video Board that's um, – uh, we'll have a lot of interactive things going on. Um, we are looking into uh, rescheduling, I think you could say, since we have a new schedule. Yeah. Um, some of our fireworks shows uh, that uh, have been very, very popular out there. We originally had about, gosh, seven or eight of them scheduled for this year. And now, of course, we've got a new schedule we're looking at. So, so those are going to become a part of the entertainment, uh, most certainly as well. And uh, and there will be always the, the half-netting fun that's always going on on there in in and uh, well, it's going to be different, as you know, because there's a lot of safety measures, cleaning measures. There's going to be some seating that's going to be available for folks to, to space out. The game and the fun is still certainly going to be there, and uh, we want to make sure fans can enjoy themselves when they come out. Yeah, it's one of the first, Chris, um, sports that we're going to see fans at. I know the Lacrosse Fairground Speedway has been welcoming in folks from the area, and they've been requesting, not requiring, but requesting that you wear face masks um, what kinds of precautions on that level are you going to ask the fans to, to do? Are you going to ask for face masks? How are you guys approaching that particular thing? Yeah, we're going to let we're going to let fans make their own decisions on that. We we are not uh, requiring them to do so. Um, it is one of these things. And then we've always, we're an entertainment venue, right, Dave? So yeah. um, uh, we have to give them reason to come on out. They have to feel safe. They have to feel that they get to enjoy it and, and that they get their entertainment dollar is, is well spent. So um, those are going to be their options. You know, if they're comfortable in coming out and, and sitting where they want to sit, if they need to be spaced out, they can do that. Uh, they're certainly not going to be required to wear a face mask in that regard, but they certainly can if they want to. That, that, that is their choice. Um, again, we're going to have a number of measures in place around the ballpark. Our, our safety guidelines are posted on our website as well for the upcoming year, which we've worked quite a bit on throughout these past uh, three months when we've had a lot of time to do so. Um, you know, from uh, extra cleaning measures and sanitation and, and all the things that are going to go on uh, related to that, not, not only in the stands with our staff and, of course, with our players on the field, too, um, as we get ready for, for the season. But um, um, we're going to let the fans kind of choose how they want to take in the ball game and, and we want them to be comfortable. Chris Cadell, GM Lacrosse Loggers, joining on the Five Star Telecom talking text line. Chris, I want to change gears just a little bit because Major League Baseball has a five-round draft now. They went down from 40 rounds to five, and that has created some differences in, in where players will go to play post their college career. Um, the Lacrosse Loggers, however, in the Major League Baseball draft were showing out great. Chris, how many logger players got drafted? I heard it was around 2022. Is that about right? Last year it was, Dave. We actually had a league record 22 drafted in the 2019 draft, um, when, of course, it was a full 40 rounds. Yeah. And so uh, that was, that was a, that's a big number. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a league high number. It was really fun to see that many guys get a chance to move on. This year with five rounds, we had two guys go. We had a second rounder, a Christian Rolla, oh. a former right-handed pitcher yeah. out of Texas A&M. And then we had another right-handed pitcher go later in the fifth round, Ian Bedell, who's out of the University of Missouri. Um, so they, they're both getting an opportunity. They're signed. They're moving on. Uh, we also recently had a former player just sign a free agent contract, Grant Judkins, another right-handed pitcher out of the University of Iowa. So he's got a chance to move on as well. And 
there's still a lot of those free agent discussions going on. Obviously, with all the changes and nuances, you've lost 35 rounds of the draft this year. So there's another 1,000 kids that did not get drafted. So it's quite a change, as you can tell with those type of numbers. But um, you're going to see a lot more of them going back to college now and probably finishing out their senior years and their careers at college and then hopefully get an opportunity uh, you know, next year when the, when the draft rolls around in June again. You know, Chris, last week when we talked to Gary Hoover on the program, the commissioner of your league, I, I said to Gary, and I'd say it to you too, I think that the Northwoods League right now, because of the really terrible situation that Major League Baseball is in, could be one of the leagues to benefit the greatest from there being no Major League Baseball season this year. Have you guys on an organizational level thought about that? Because I got to tell you, from just reading the tea leaves, and I can only go by what I see that comes across in my very limited socially distanced interaction with people, that the want and desire for baseball is real. But Major League Baseball might be just missing this whole thing. Have you guys thought about what this could mean for you, like in a magnitude sort of a sense? Yeah, we have. I mean, we've talked about it quite a bit. And, of course, we're following that Major League Baseball, uh, I guess we can call them negotiations that continue to drag on. And, and the beauty, and you'll never hear me say a bad word, obviously, that baseball is the greatest game there is on, on, on this planet. Um, they've got financial arguments and issues going on, uh, to, to be master of the obvious there. Um, the great thing about our league that has always been is the purity of it. Our, our players are amateur players. They're collegiate ball players. They can't be paid because of their amateur status. So they're playing for the love of the game. And, and this is baseball at its purest form. Uh, they're trying to move on to that next level and, and get there. And, and so I think that's what really brings it home here in our own backyard is, uh, especially this year, maybe even more so than ever, we have a lot of guys playing on the field this summer that, that are going to be playing at that next level. And uh, um, baseball transcends everything, Dave. It brings everybody together, right? And, and it's something that's been sorely missed, and, and we're looking forward to kind of helping fill that void here this summer once we get going in July. Big thanks to both Dave Carney and Chris Goodell, president of Lacrosse Loggers, for sharing their words and, and having that conversation this morning on the WK2I Morning Show. The Overtime Podcast for Dave's show, just like the podcast for my show, always available at WKTYsports.com and on our mobile app as well. Tomorrow, we're going to talk to Justin Garcia of the Bucks Radio Network and get his thoughts on the return of the NBA and talk a little Bucks basketball and just talk about what's going on. It's been too long since we've talked to, to our friend Justin Garcia from the Bucks Radio Network and alumni of UWL. We're going to talk to him tomorrow and talk about whatever baseball is doing. Maybe by this time tomorrow, we'll have an agreement. Fingers crossed. Just maybe. Have an awesome rest of your night. Hey, stay inside. Stay safe. I'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place here on the Wisco Sports Show. Talk to you then.